0: I am Lucia and I'm Nadia in Who Rules the World podcast. We will talk about the European Union and United Nations and all the burning world issues that our generation will have to face when our time comes to rule the world. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Who Rules the World podcast. It is now the Pride Month, and therefore this episode focuses on the LGBTQI community and the acceptance in the world. To discuss this, we have a wonderful activist from uh, the community to speak about his own personal perspectives and how activism contributes to securing LGBTQI rights as a human rights. Um, so before we get started, Krista uh, Stupka is a former Czech UN Youth delegate to, to the UN. And I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Nadia, and thank you. And so wonderful to connect with you again. It's been uh, a long time since we've seen each other, and um, yeah, it's it's wonderful to have the privilege to be speaking about these topics on such an, during such an important night.
0: I agree. Um, but before we get started with all the political stuff and, and for you to share your perspectives, uh, can you maybe just uh, introduce yourself um, a bit briefly?
1: Um, hundred percent. So I'm Christoph, obviously. I'm from the Czech Republic. I'm the former Czech Union delegate. And at the moment, I'm also serving as the youngest ever member of the Czech government's committee on LGBTI plus rights. So I think I'm in this a little bit of a unique position as someone still very young, but someone who is already somehow talking into uh, and advocating a lot on human rights and on queer rights in the Czech Republic and a little bit in the EU as I try to go on.
0: It would be really great to to hear more how you have brought Gen Z and queer perspectives into traditionally patriarchal and on to aquatic spaces and what exactly you have done to to promote this approach in in your advocacy
1: well you know in in many countries i think pride um activism or in general lgbtq plus activism has become quite boomerish in in recent years what i tried to do is so, somehow try to steer this voice that gen z has in society already like it's definitely not just me that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that like i'm trying to steer this this call that gen z is speaking out with one voice for equality which i'm so proud of our generation for you know being so eloquent and in fighting for justice and human rights and and i'm trying to say look like we have these spaces where young people aren't allowed to go and when they're allowed to go there to, to go there you know as unpaid trainees and and not within real capacity to actually influence things and so I see this as you know something that you do which is youth advocacy together with the human rights advocacy together with the queer rights advocacy so it's kind of like connecting those two balls together and I know that you personally have struggled with this a lot and um, in so many different areas where, I mean, even a cop where we met, you know, getting to talk to politicians from a youth perspective is already difficult. But then, you know, add the queer perspective and add the fact that I am, you know, advocating for something that many of these people who are often, you know, boomers, um, that for them it's like a taboo, right? And I'm just going there and be like, oh, yeah, trans rights. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So I guess that's what I that's what I mean by the fact that I'm like querying um, the credit spaces with a Gen Z voice.
0: Amazing and yeah, we we definitely have some uh, some experiences in trying to to break down barriers. So that, and there definitely is a lot to come. So I guess we will be busy. Um, but something you have also been, been busier with earlier was that you wrote your thesis on the role of EU law in securing uh, queer rights, uh, which I think is, is really interesting. Uh, and it would be really great if you could tell us one or two concrete examples of how uh, EU law impacted the lives of, of queer citizens in the EU and, and maybe also in, in other regions of, of the world, if possible.
1: So so in my thesis, I focus on how the European Parliament has actually built its own legitimacy and the legitimacy of EU law around the fight for equality, right? Because one of the fundamental tenets of the EU is the principles of equality. And and together with the Court of Justice, and based on the rulings of the Court of Justice, the European Parliament has really been strongly advocating for including queer people into this idea of equality, which is unlike the UN, right, where there is a fundamental distinction between human rights and queer rights. And until today, when you say human rights, at the UN level, many people won't associate that with, with the rights of the LGBT people as by minority And so, so the role of the European Parliament was to connect those two under the realm of EU law and to actually tie EU legitimacy together with the understanding of equality and with the understanding of the fact that everywhere in the EU, we should have some fundamental rights, some fundamental human rights, and those should be inclusive of the rights of the queer people.
0: You already talked a bit about the the challenges uh, for the the community, but can you maybe uh, pinpoint uh, a few more challenges and and how you and, and other activists uh, are working to address those challenges?
1: Right. So so maybe um, maybe it's important to say that I'm, a, I'm more of a sort of legal and political advocacy thing person than <laughs> than. Um, rather than someone that you know does community work and this is a huge shout out to people that do community work um across the queer community across the queer community everywhere in the eu because it is so important that especially for trans youth but for all queer youth that they have someone to to talk to because um, the development of NGOs that really provide the necessary care and the necessary work for queer youth is so, so beautiful. And I'm honestly so proud to um, to see that happening and to see how that's evolved. Um, what I do more is the the advocacy part. So I think that's one of the biggest issues that the queer community has, at least from my perspective right now, is that while we're you know we're just trying to live our lives and do our best there are so many uh, maleficent forces that there are so many maleficent forces that put so much pressure and money into taking away our rights and encouraging others to violate our, our rights or in some cases directly violating our rights you know And the state-sponsored homophobia, I think, if you look at it historically, of course, we are so much better than in the past. But at the same time, there is so much state-sponsored homophobia that's just appearing all around the world.
0: Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we only have time for, for one more question because time is really flying. Um, but if there are one thing that you really want the listeners to remember after this um, episode and, and to be aware of, uh, are there anything you, you would like to to pinpoint uh, here in the end?
1: I think that with the anti-gender movement gaining ground and being stronger and stronger, um, the one thing that they're trying to do is a systematic erasure of our identities and our rights. And if, if I want the listeners to take something away, is that with our rights, that it's not just our rights, right? Like first is the trans rights, then it's the gay rights, then it's the women's rights and abortion rights. And what I want you to take away is that our democracies and their idea and, and the idea and principle of equality that our democracies are built upon, they're in danger. And at every election now, we're one vote away from losing our rights, and also a hope of a better future. So once you go to the European election next time, really make sure that you do your homework and that who you vote for supports equality.
0: Thank you so much. Um, there is also a lot to to celebrate. Uh, I would at least say, and a lot of things uh, for for you and for a lot of other people to be proud of. Uh, so I will would end uh, this this episode with really Happy Proud Month! And thank you so much to Christoph Strupka for sharing your wonderful perspectives. It has been wonderful, and I'm looking forward to following your advocacy in securing human rights for everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you
1: so much. This was who rules the world podcast by european union youth delegates lucia and nadia wrw coming soon with next episode on soundcloud and other platforms